coming at you with hard-hitting analysis of every fight on every UFC card. This is your source for everything you need to know for your daily fantasy MMA lineups. This is Daily Fantasy Knockout. Now here's your host, Drew Dean. What's happening, everybody? We're back for a different style of Daily Fantasy Knockout. What episode is this, Josh? Uh... I'm, I'm calling it episode one of Daily Fantasy Knockout Rewatch. Oh, dig. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Um, yeah, so obviously there's a lot going on in the world. Thank you guys for joining in, those of you who are watching. Josh and I were uh, getting the itch, throw out a little content, and uh, we figured we'd uh, throw it back to a little watch-along to one of the first cards that uh, Josh and I watched together. Actually, this is what created the beast that is Josh um, in terms of MMA and his analysis and all that good stuff. So... We are watching UFC 105, the main card on UFC Fight Pass. It's Randy Couture versus Brandon The Truth Vera up at the top. Josh, talk to me about this card. So you probably remember better than I do. We were what, sophomores? No, I think we were juniors. This Yeah, 2009, fall of 2009, we were juniors. This okay. is when we were living together. Yeah, we were living in the Laga apartments. I do remember that. Uh, do you want to just start the uh, the video on this real quick, and then we'll just like... Yeah, let's just start now. We'll talk through it a little bit, and then we'll jump in. So and cue up your uh, UFC Fight Pass and press play in three, two, one, go. I'm going to mute mine. You can play yours if you want. Yeah, of course. I hit play, and it's not playing, naturally. You want to start over? Uh, hang on. Or I can just jump ahead to... The intro. Killing me here. Trying to Chromecast this. Trying to use too much technology at once. Of course. Anyway. On a side note, yeah. here in Baltimore, I went for a walk, and uh, bars are doing takeout and road beers, and they served me in this 32-ounce, like, almost looks like something you get at a Chinese restaurant. Very nice of them. Nice. All right, it's slowly kicking on. So I think we're we're good we're good now. Anyway, yeah, I'm like uh, here. Let me see where exactly I am. I'm 25 seconds in, so 30 seconds. Seeing the gladiator right now. Boom. We're on. We're on. So talk to me about this card, Josh. Um, back in the day, I was always a big UFC guy, and my college friends weren't really into it so much. Um, and then Josh. Weaseled his way into my room one, one night and said, what the hell are you watching? And that was the start of the beast that we know today. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember it quite exactly like that. But oh, no, it was completely like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I picked – I wanted to pick a card from 2009, like, you know, right around the time we were living together. And so I just looked for cards that I, that I remembered watching. Uh, and – I got I got in a little bit too, too late for like UFC 100. Obviously, that was the mega card that went down that year, and um, I didn't watch UFC 101. Although somebody that I worked with um, went to that. That was in Philadelphia, and like I didn't know, barely knew anything about UFC at that point. Of course, that was the Anderson Silva um, Forrest Griffin fight, so missed seeing that live. I think the first fight that I remember watching live was Rich Franklin and Vitor Belfort at UFC 103. Um, but I was just like. I think that was at like Ben's house and I was just like walking through like the living room or something like that while the fight was on and was like, whoa. Um, I remember thinking at the time, just like random. Saturday morning. I don't know. Maybe. 
Because we watched it in that front room at Ben's, yeah. But anyway, yeah. go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. Bloom face the pain right now. It's circa 2009. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I remember thinking when Belfort knocked out Franklin, I remember thinking at the time that like, oh, it didn't really seem like he was out. And every time I've gone back and rewatched that fight, I've been like, oh, dude, he was like completely 100% out. So um, you just kind of kind of learn, learn a lot about this uh, sport as you're as you go through the years of watching it. But um, I picked this one 105 because I see James Wilkes right now. Do you? Yes. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, because this is just a banger of a card, main cards, top to bottom. We got, um, yeah. Let's just run through the card real quick. So we got Ross Pearson taking on Aaron Riley. Um, we have Matt Brown taking on James Wilkes. Michael Bisping taking on Dennis Kang. And I remember that fight specifically because that was like a serious banger. Bisping almost gets finished, and he comes back. Hey, and hey, don't spoil it. Come on, dude. This this card is <laughs> years old. Um. We got Dan Hardy going against Mike Swick, which I think earned him his title shot against GSP, and then we have Vera against Kotor. And I think, if I remember, Kotor was like almost got finished late in a fight that he was winning. So it was just like lots of drama, lots of good fights, lots of dudes who like you know Ross Pearson and Matt Brown and um, Dan Hardy hasn't fought in a long time, but he's like in and around the recently retired. I mean, yeah, Bisping, right? So it's got a lot of like dudes who have been like relevant recently um so yeah that was kind of how i landed on this one I, another one that i really was thinking about doing was 107 pen versus sanchez and that would have been sort of depressing given where both pen and sanchez are in 2020 but that was you know prime pen was was awesome to watch um but that i thought card top to bottom was a little bit weaker so that's why i kind of went with this one um so anyway that's sort of the uh while we're while we're watching like the intro to this and good old Mike Goldberg back on the mic, um, we should probably touch on the news of the week. I probably tweeted out like that I was doing this that we were going to do this uh, like rewatch pod like a day late because uh, I think I tweeted it out yesterday and by that point it was the news had broken that Gates she was going to replace Khabib and they were going to he was going to fight Tony and at an undisclosed location somewhere on Earth. Like, what's your whole take on this situation? Uh, I can't wait. First off, I'm really excited because there's something to finally look forward to. Um, I'm sick and tired of seeing people tweet about League of Legends and DraftKings and all that shit. I get it. You got to scratch the itch. But, man, I'm looking for MMA. Hopefully they do a monster tournament on DraftKings. Um, I'm really excited for it. Before we get into that, Josh, we want to make this as interactive as possible. So please tweet us, uh, comment on the video, ask questions. Talk trash, whatever you want, man. We want to make this fun uh, and intriguing, not boring. Hey, Joe Rogan with hair. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, man. 2009, crazy time. He's got Ed Hardy button down, too. Yep. Yep. All right, Joe. Looking good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm excited for the fight. Um, really intrigued for this island that Dana White is purchasing, or is he renting? I don't know what it is, but. The man is MMA. He is the pioneer for MMA, man. And uh, I'm, I'm jacked up. I'm really excited. I hope it comes to fruition. I got a sick feeling that something falls through. Um, but he gave an interview today, I think, with – I don't know who it was, Okamoto maybe. But um, I think he said, like, oh, yeah, we're going to pick these fighters up and they're not going to know where we're going. Like, is this some, like, discreet, under-the-radar, like, hidden island? Or I don't know. Like, I'm intrigued. I can't yeah, – well, I, I think he said this card is supposed to go down on the West Coast somewhere. And I think – 
people, what I've seen is that it's, it's going down on at the Tachi Palace, which is like an Indian casino in Lemoore, California, which is like out in the middle of nowhere, I think. Um, the WEC used to go there. Um, so I think that's where this card is apparently happening. I, yeah, I heard about the private island thing too. No idea what's happening with that. Um, the thing that I've seen people talk about a lot, and I don't know if, I guess I guess you sort of t you know, uh, tilted your hand on this a little bit, is people, a lot of people I saw on Twitter were like pretty disgusted, I guess, with this card going through, uh, given like the everything that's going on in the world. Um, do you have a, a thought on that? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's probably not the best look, but I mean, I'm being selfish. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you, I think you're on the other side of the fence of that. You think Dane is kind of shameless for doing this and putting these fighters at risk and, you know, they need the money. So, and I get that, but I'd be willing to bet you talk to a lot of these guys and, you know, they're, excited at the fact that they're going to give the country and the world something to watch, something to look forward to um, kind of get their minds off this bullshit that we're dealing with now. Um, that's just my two cents. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm with you for the, for the most part. I mean, um, like, am I looking forward to Gaethje versus Ferguson? Of course, like, you know, any of those guys in the top five or the top 10 of lightweight, like seeing them fight, I'm super excited about, but it just, yeah, it does put it, a damper on it a little bit that, uh, you know, it kind of seems like, you know, we, I, I went on a Twitter or not a Twitter rant, uh, a text rant at you, uh, the other day about Dana White, how he's just like yeah, trying, to, trying to keep, the, trying to keep, yeah. the money. I can feel you seething through the text. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is going forward pretty much just because, uh, in my view, Dana White just wants to keep the money train going and, or he just like, can't, uh, I don't know, like his be, ego. Yeah, like just his ego. He's just like, I said it was going to happen, and so it's going to happen. It also like doesn't make sense now that they're like going to keep the card together and the and the main event sort of together. Uh, have Ferguson fight even with Khabib not on the card. I thought that was like the whole point of doing this is that like we couldn't scratch this fight for a fifth time, and now they're scratching it for a fifth time and having a card anyway. So I mean, like, um, I get it. Like, I, you know, I'm definitely ready to watch some MMA for sure, and. Uh, like, like I said, super excited for the fight. And you said like the fighters are probably willing to go, go through and do it. Like, you know, for the most part, they want to like put on a performance, uh, for people. I, one argument that I've seen that bugs me a little bit is, um, people saying like the fighters want to fight. And so just let them fight. Stop, like, stop being, uh, you know, stick in the mud about it. Just like let the fighters fight. And I think that probably, I think the argument falls down a little bit because it's just like the fighters want to get paid and they can't get paid unless they fight. So like they sort of have to fight to get paid. A lot of people are like, no one's making them fight. Well, like kind of, cause they don't get any money if they don't get, if they don't fight. So, you know, if it would be one thing, if Dana, if they were getting paid anyway, but they're not, um, anyway, whatever. Um, yeah. it's happening. Maybe the card is like, you know, is made. And I assume that we're going to do a, a pod for it next week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that's hopefully, hopefully work dies down. I, I need something to look forward to. It's my birthday on Monday too, so I'm gonna have a nice little birthday. I don't know who do you want to win this main card. Who do you want? You want you want Ferguson or you want your boy? I'm looking at Justin Gaethje on my wall. I got just put up a new UFC poster when uh, we went to Philadelphia. Yeah. Um. I mean. 
I kind of see I see Gaethje winning, um, just at you know, not having done any real research. That's just my like um, preliminary guess, and and of course that would make perfect sense because this is MMA and MMA gods do not want Tony Khabib to happen, and so Gaethje's going to come in here late notice and win, and that fight's just like never going to happen. Uh, yeah, good point. The way things are going. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that, I wasn't asking you about that. Like, how has uh, quarantine been going for you of late? Well, <clears throat> quarantine is going. Um, I work in commercial finance, and I have about 55 clients who need this new SBA CARES Act money. So I am handling all of that for all of them, and it's insanity. I'm working 24-7. Um, yeah, the fiancé... Um, is at home too. And she's been supportive. She's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing down here in the uh, basement office. I play a lot of call of duty. Houdini 16 on Xbox live for anyone who likes to play Warzone. I suggest you get on board. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's really it. I, I work. I have the occasional zoom happy hours. I stay up late. I wake up early and I work again. That's pretty much my life. How are you doing? Are you, are you teaching from home? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's kind of a, a cluster. Like um, we can't teach new content. Everything has to be like, and it, you know, there's been updates as this has gone on. We've been out of school for three weeks. Uh, this, this week is actually like our spring break week, um, which is weird that they're like keeping that as a thing, given that there's no school anyway. But um, yeah, so I'm, basically just like um, emailing out, you know, what people owe and, you know, uh, sort of teaching on like remedial stuff. I think that after break that they're going to have us start teaching uh, or sometime, sometime in like May, they're going to have us start teaching uh, like new material, but it's, it's weird because it's not like required because not every student has access. And so it's just like, do stuff if you want to do stuff. Try, basically, try to get you ready for the next year. That's pretty much it. Um, so uh, we got a we got the um, fighter uh, in introductions right now for Riley. Yeah, up a little bit. Sorry. Uh, you gonna play the sound? I gonna what? Look at all those old advertisements and shit, dude. I wonder. Yeah, this is, this is pre Reebok. This is you know, when they still had banners and stuff. It's crazy. Um, so, anyway, hey. but basically, I'm still working from home. I'm. Um, not, so, is my wife, uh, our babysitter, is not watching um, Evan anymore. We are. So, it's like we're trying to do work and do stuff around the house and entertain our um, 15 month old. So, I'm like, I'm getting a tan because. I'm like, we take him outside and just like walk all the time because he just like can't stay in the house all day. Yeah. Well, it's getting pretty crazy. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, so I guess I wanted to touch on Ross Pearson here real quick. So obviously he's a dude who has been around UFC for a minute. Like going back through his record here, actually he's one fight removed from winning the ultimate fighter. So at this point he's one and oh in the UFC. And he's gone on to, he went on to fight in the UFC for a decade, so it's pretty, pretty bananas. Yeah, man, he had a hell of a career. All right, let's see. 
And White are underway. Right, so the fight is underway. Here we go. The southpaw in the white trunks. Ross Pearson was that guy when everybody got introduced that first day of season nine. Aaron Riley fighting out of Jackson Wink. That kid's going to win. And he did. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see him, Greg, yeah. yeah Greg Jackson uh, was walking under the cage. Hey, yeah. by the way, your boy. John Jones strikes again. Oh, yeah. Those other news. Uh, my, my boy, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do, they do? what do they do with him? Do they strip the title from him? I don't think so. I mean, there's not fights going on. Like, yeah. It's the real deal for Ross. Yeah. How did he get off? How did he get off with that? He got what? Something else? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know if he's on probation or what. Can you turn the sound down just a little bit on your end? Oh, sorry, bro. No, you're good. I, I, yeah, I don't know how much it's going uh, like to – I can hear it, so I don't know how much it's going to come through on their end. I can hear it. Ooh, nice job. No, no, you're fine. I mean, I, I'm trying to listen to it on quiet so we can hear the commentary a little bit. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's on probation or what. I mean, I don't think they strip him. I think, like, as we've seen the past few weeks, the U, like UFC doesn't – uh, really operate like a normal sports league where if you get a DWI and you're, you know, shooting guns or whatever, like you would automatically get suspended. Uh, like it's just whatever. Uh, and they've already, you know, made it clear over the years that they'll do whatever they do, whatever they want with John Jones. Like if he's available to fight, they're going to like just keep trotting him out there, move him to a different state, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. So I don't really think anything's going to come of it, honestly. Do you remember Aaron Riley much? Um, I yeah, I mean, I remember him. I I've, I've always remembered his face. If he, if I saw him in a lineup, I could have picked him out. I would have told you right. Aaron Riley. But where the hell? Oh my god, dude! You're right, Ross Pearson. He was ten and three when he took this fight. Damn, he's peppering him. Yeah. Look at all the old advertisements. Cashforgold.com, tap out. Yeah, so it's so weird. Condom Depot was always one I remembered. Uh, Energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, they're still doing Assassin's Creed. That's still out there. Every time there's a new one. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird uh, seeing Pearson like so young and like fresh because he was he's been like the uh, old veteran forever. He's boxing him up. Yeah, his who was on his season of tough? Huh? Who was on season of tough? I'm looking. That was the um. Was that BS? No, that was five. He was on. He was on the Dan Henderson, uh, Michael. Bisbee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The UK versus the US. Yeah, I don't really remember anyone else that came out of that season. So you look it up. I'm looking now. No, he beat Andre Winner, who like didn't stick around the UFC, but I saw him on like regional cards. Dude, there's like nobody. I mean, yeah. James Wilkes, who's on this card. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really stick around. So yeah. You have those seasons where, like, sometimes you get a you get a handful of guys who stick around for a while, and then you get those seasons where, like, maybe the winner sticks around, maybe not even that. This is a scrap. Yeah. 
Any questions from the gallery, comments? What are your thoughts on the uh, Ferguson Gates going on? Remains one I'm watching Greg Jackson here. Greg Jackson shouting out to Aaron Riley. He wants him to come forward. Guess not. No, yeah. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, with no actual card going on, I think our like typical viewership is going to be down a bit. But you know, if it's something to do. That's something. Yeah, I mean, like, shoot, no one has to watch this. I'm trying. I'm trying to watch some UFC with you. So here we are. <laughs> We're doing it anyway. So, mm -hmm. what's your uh, what's your drink of choice been? You've been pounding a lot of brews. Oh man, I've been trying to actually like. I've wanted to try to cut back. Like I, one. Nice thing about this is that I've been able to exercise like pretty much every day, and I'm on top of that, like walking a ton, like I said. Um, but yeah, I mean, like our our like friend Snapchat group, everybody is just like raging alcoholics. Our friend Snapchat group, like everyone, yeah. Um, so like I'm seeing everybody like pour their like third whiskey or whatever, and I'm just like. Well, uh, so I, I I have been drinking probably more than I, I would like, but um, me, me too. I've been Florida going walks every night, but like I was working out and I was down what like ten pounds, but now it's back. Yeah, and yeah. I'm stressed out at work, so I eat like an idiot sometimes. Yeah, I've been eating healthy, but like. Lauren buys like cookie dough to make cookies, and I'll go in and smash two things of cookie dough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jen has made these a couple times. They're they're so good. Uh, yeah, it's unreal. I mean, like, you know, we're we're not eating out as much as we used to, but we still do that a little bit, like at takeout. Um, she's made cookies a couple times, like I said, but she's like making healthy stuff. It's just, yeah, I mean, you're cooped up in the house. Um, so yeah, basically, I've just been drinking more than I should. So I'm trying to cut back a little bit, try to get I've been, I've been really good on not drinking beers, except for now. This is probably the first beer I've had in mixing up the takedown, I mean outside the occasional white claw, but mm. well it's not beer even. That's just water. Oh yeah, but what's, what's your drink of choice then? I'm having a Moscow mule right now. Um I'm in the whiskey game. Okay. You just on the rocks? Yeah, no, no rocks straight. Okay. Wow. Mainly Woodford Reserve. That stuff's good. Yeah, I'll treat myself. Uh, I got a Macallan 12. Um, I got a – just been mixing it up. Got a Larceny. Got some Bullet. Yeah, Bullet was the other one I was going to say. One that I had a while ago that I can't find anymore is um, – Robert 12? <laughs> yeah, Robert 12. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Trace. Dude, oh, man. So I was talking talk, – I don't know, texting my two other buddies about, like, whiskeys and whatnot, and – they love Buffalo Trace, and I went to the liquor store, which was like three blocks down, and they didn't have it. Mm. A lot of people say it's really good. Yeah, it is. Um, I think something happened. I, I think what I heard is that something happened with their distillery or something, okay. and so they like weren't producing for a little while. Is what I like vaguely remember. <laughs> mm. This fight has been pretty one-sided. Yeah, at least he's still coming. Riley's. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, they said that. They said that like early on in the broadcast that like he's super tough and like at this point in two thousand nine like Riley had been around the block, he'd been in like all kinds of different organizations. So it's just like he's sort of like an old school, all round um, MMA dude. Like he doesn't really stand out at anything. Not a stand out wrestler. Not a stand out striker. 
can yeah. kind of do everything, and he's just getting pieced up by like the faster Pearson. Pearson's like problem a lot, I think, in his UFC career was he was a lot better off the back foot than he was coming forward. Um, but here, he like he can come forward and touch Raleigh just because he's so much faster. Um, I think I'm going to call you Josh Super Tough Stillman because that's your. Yeah. Once, once a show, he's super tough. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd probably do say it too much. I'm just messing with you. I do miss me some uh, Joe and Mike com- combination. Do you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, it's good now. I like uh, Anik. I like I like the, the staff they have now. DC. I love DC. Yeah. People get so fired up because like Joe and DC are like biased on the air, but. I just kind of tune that out. I just enjoy it. Yeah. Personally. It's just rough when like they're commentating a, a teammate or like a rival. I, I agree. They should either sit that out. I mean, but what do you expect? I mean, yeah, if you yeah. were in there throwing hands. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. hundred percent. Shit pumped. I'm going to like, <laughs> you know, try to salvage it. I don't know. No. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Mike Goldberg is just, he's so bad. I might, I might need to turn this up just a little bit so I can try, try to hear him a little bit and see what he was like back then a little bit more. Um, Before he got fired for popping Adderalls. Is that what he got fired for? I'm pretty sure he got or he got suspended for that. He was taking Adderalls and stuff. Huh. I thought they, I thought they were just like, yeah, we're, we're good. We're good, Mike. They got suspended. I never heard that rumor. Yeah, I'm going to look that up here in my head. I think the card that was also kind of around this time. Yeah, there's a rumor that he left the UFC to enter rehab for Adderall addiction. What? After UFC or before UFC 155. That's how long ago he's been gone. And that's when that's when Annex stepped in. But th- that that wasn't his last card, though. Oh look! Now he's now he's denying it. He says the rumors are false. Mm. And he was actually ill with an upper respiratory infection from Brazil. It might have been coronavirus. So we can blame this all on Mike Goldberg. Yeah, please let's let's do that. Yeah, let's get that trending. Okay, so I think he's broken Riley's nose, and now Mark Goddard. Oh. Goddard to stop the fight to uh, get the doctor in here. I think this is probably the end of the fight. Is it this one? Oh, jeez. Jumping me. Just jumped into it, then landed a right hand on the spot as well. Nice. I'm going to look this up. All right. Hold on a second. Can you name for me the champions in the UFC in 2009? 
Ooh, good question. Welterweight. Okay, hang on. Let's start from the bottom. Huh? We'll start from lightweight. Okay, so pen. Correct. Uh, well, I mean, welterweight's still that's GSP, right? He, uh, yeah, he he just won. Uh, he had just beaten Tiago Alves at UFC 100. Um, yep. I guess his next. I can't remember who he fought after that, but anyway. Um, Anderson Silva at middleweight, of course. Um, right. Is Machida because he he beat Shogun at UFC 104. I remember watching that card at a Buffalo Wild Wings in uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia, because I had a volleyball tournament that night or that weekend, um, and that's where we were. We like, went went to the bar pretty much by myself. Left the team to watch that fight. Classic Josh. That see you guys, that's the beast. He's on a college volleyball trip with the boys, and he says, Nah, player, I'm going to the bar alone to watch fights. Yep. Sat with two random dudes I didn't know. Nope. Yep. It was awesome. All right. And then let's continue on. Heavyweight. Uh so I watched the I, I, it wasn't Kane yet. Uh it had to have been it had to have been Lesnar because he beat Mir at a hundred. You smashed every freaking question there. Good for you. Man, Brock Lesnar, heavyweight champion. It's been a, it's been a minute. Can you see me now? I'm gonna go home and drink a Coors Light because Bud Light's not paying me anything. And hell, I might even get on top of my wife. <laughs> anyway, did you did you watch that card? Because that was that was before I got into it. Yeah, I watched one hundred. It was. Oh, yeah. Where where did you uh watch that? Uh, it had to have been Laga. No, no, no. That that car went off before we moved in. It was like in July or something. Oh, then I was definitely at home. Okay. Like in your basement? Like I couldn't have watched it at Laga. All right. So do you want to skip ahead to the next fight? How do you want to do this? Yeah, let's jump up. Oh, damn the. No, they don't. It's like we're watching like the full card. Hey, I'm going to jump ahead. Let's go to 33, 33 even. All right. And we'll count it down. All right. Well, I'm there. Sorry. All right. Uh, Wilkes is uh, about to walk into the octagon, so pretty good timing. Yep. What's your timer at right now? He's making his lap. It's 33.17. Okay, I'm just a couple seconds ahead of you. I'll go for like three or four seconds. There we go. This is really a uh, you know, high-tech um, streaming we got going on here. Yeah, I figured how else we could do it. We could like twitch it or however that shit works. I don't know, but I feel like we'd get in trouble for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. This would be a lot easier if we just watch it on our screen, but uh, alas. So when did you when did you start watching UFC like in earnest? Chuck and Tito. What number was that? That was like sixty six or something crazy like that. Right? Yeah, I was I was in deep. Um, I kept an eye on it because I knew about Ken Shamrock. Um, back in the day, and my brothers watched it. I got two brothers that are older than I am. Um, 
But yeah, the Chuck and Tito rivalry really just stuck with me. Because obviously, as everyone knows, I'm a pro wrestling fan. And to see two outlandish characters, the UFC marketed the shit out of that. And I was a shill, and I was in for life. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I was always a nice man guy. I never liked Tito. Yes, I am. Did. Oh, no, I, used have, I used to have the Iceman uh, poster in my college room. You remember that? Yeah, I do. He was doing the uh, celebration. Yeah. I mean, that, that was one thing I, that I was sad about when I got into it. That, that was something I wanted to say was like um, when I started getting to UFC, like I would go, I was on SureDog like all the time, like going on these like going into these wormholes trying to like um, look at dude's records and see who they'd fought. I just started for the record. Just started. Yeah, right. Good. Thank you. Um, trying to see who was good and who had beaten who and like who all these people were and like trying to figure out like pride and all that, all that stuff. And that was one thing I really regretted is I think the only Chuck fight I got to see live was his fight against Rich Franklin. Um, and then, well, I got melted. Huh? He got melted. Yeah. I thought he was doing pretty well before that. He was. And then he just came in too aggressively and he ate that. Yeah. It like, didn't look like it had much on it either. It just poop. Yeah. It was just like a short shot in the pocket and he fell down dead. So. Yeah, I missed missed the heyday of some of those like um, like legends of especially of light heavyweight like Chuck even like Rampage missed out yep. on missed out on him pretty much. I was um, doing that and and Kotoro when he was jumping up and down in the divisions and he was fighting mm-hmm. Sylvia. Yeah. By the way, I watched a Where Are They Now on Tim Sylvia on YouTube. It's pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. He hosts a morning show now and. Oh damn! Yeah, so I was going back. I wanted to go back at like these guys' records, and so I'm trying to see where is this fight for? Did they release the odds. They don't probably don't release the odds on these back in the day. That's fun to look at. You might be able to look them up on Best Fight Odds. That's a good question. Um, okay, I'm looking at Matt Brown's record. Where's James Works? Okay, so Matt Brown. He was on the Tough Season Seven. Um. Oh God, they're here. Here. Oh, yeah. And so he had gone three and one in the UFC so far, but he was only he was only ten and seven going into this fight. So he was just like um, had that like reputation as a guy who would get like submitted. I was like really aggressive, but like got submitted a lot. And so we just saw him fend off that Wilkes back take. Oh god! Going for it, man. He he already clubbed Wilkes with like an elbow inside that looked super nasty, and that's like that's Matt Brown one on one right there. That uh, nasty clinch game, dude. Alexander Gustafson fought on this card. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man, this card is solid. Dennis Seaver getting spinning back kick knockouts. Yeah, right. Plus two eighty underdog. Do you remember John Hathaway? He was on this card. Do you remember him? He, no, I don't. If I saw a picture, I know the name. He, he was like a prospect for a while, and he beat Sanchez like right after Sanchez fought for the title, and then like you barely heard from him after that. Um, actually, he did fight wow, more times than I remembered, but he hasn't fought since 2014. So, yeah, he just like didn't fight very often, and then just kind of got knocked out by Dong Hyun Kim. He's only. Only now is he 32. So even then, back in 2014, I mean, he was still just like a young kid. He got two pro MMA losses. I wonder if he had like a serious injury or something. 
Yeah, he just stopped fighting. It was that's weird. He was supposed to fight Gunnar Nelson in fifteen. But pulled out, and then that was that. Oh, he had Crohn's disease in 2010, and this prevented him from fighting since 2014. There it is. I don't really remember much about James Wilkes. Was he not really in the UFC very long? I don't know. He went two and two, and then was out. You know, Ross Pearson was a plus 162 dog. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Riley was. I mean, he was a, a vet, a dog. Like he. Let me look back at his record, see what he was up to. Even even then, I mean, he lost that fight to Pearson. He really made his name like outside the UFC. He I mean he had like a billion fights. Um, he was 29, 12, and one. Going, going into that fight, and um, yeah, so he had a couple fights in the UFC before that, but yeah, just like a dude who'd been around forever and ever and ever. Yeah, the, we saw him at Matt Brown fight pretty recently, right? Where he knocked out Diego. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, and then he fought. Did he fight Cerrone before that? Where it was a war and Cerrone yeah. and knocked out the head kick. Yeah, he was contemplating retirement, and then I think he came back and fought Diego and absolutely melted him. Is he still fighting? Brown? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Did we order the card? Do you remember? I remember one. Oh, he beat Diego. He beat Ben Saunders, too. After Diego. Mm hmm. Wobbled Brown a little he, bit. He, well, excellent round. He had a fight. Oh, he was supposed to fight Miguel Beza. Yeah. In March, but that got postponed. Oh, by the way, Anthony Smith. Read about that? See that? I didn't. A home invader? Someone broke into his house. Yeah, and his wife woke him up at like four in the morning, and this guy was like in his computer room. Screaming and yelling and shit. And he said it was like a small guy. He was like a 165 and he just kept peppering him. But like the kid just wouldn't get knocked out. And his wife went and protected the kids. He was screaming for another guy's name. Apparently there was another guy in the house. I didn't finish the video interview we had with Ariel Hawani, but. Yikes. Dude, shout out to him, man. Journeyman, you know, made him for himself. He's relevant and he's got an announcer gig. Super nice guy, too. We met him. Nicest guy ever. You'd never know. Yeah. Yeah, super nice guy. That's terrifying that someone broke, broke into your house and then you're a pro fighter and you just have to, like, beat this dude up, I guess. Man, that's scary stuff. Yeah. That's not a thing I ever want to have happen is, like, tell my wife to go protect our son while I have to, like, go fight some dude. Yeah, I don't want to have to deal with that either. Brown is just destroying James Wilkes right now. Yeah, he dropped him in leg lock. Classic Roganism. <laughs> 
He's trying to get that leg free. If Brown gets that leg free, Bucks is going to more trouble. He's in trouble right now. He's going for that leg, but oh, now, now Brown may be um, Oh, Frank Fertitta sitting cage side with Dana White. Who? Frank Fertitta. Oh, yeah. There he is. What's that website? UFC Comp what? CompuPower? M-E-N Arena? What the hell is that? Which could lead to success if he tries that guillotine again, partner. Wilkes just oh, Manchester, England. Okay, makes sense. Like this means on the card and Hardy. Brown to stand out. Oh, nice leg kick by Wilkes. Wilkes seems to have recovered a bit. Brown with nice knee, and a nice elbow by Brown. And it was so awesome how like Brown, you know, he was like he was his journeyman too for a while, and like a brawler, action fighter, and he got like close to title contention there for a minute. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, he went on a run. Yeah, he he won like seven fights in a row, and then I think he fought Robbie Lawler in like a number one contender fight or something, um, and went the distance. I'm pretty sure. So, dude is super tough. He loses his next three after this fight. Wow. Then he goes one and one. One, two, three. Yeah. Then he then he wins seven in a row. Five of the last five by TKO KO. Yeah, his Eric Silva fight was crazy. You saw him fight in Pittsburgh. Who? Remind me. Didn't you go to check Congo Pat Perry in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Who did he fight? Oh, John Howard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Your boy Charlie Brenneman, your neighbor, your wife's neighbor. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Holidaysburg, PA. You already know. Holidaysburg, PA. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that fight... Uh. Yeah, it didn't end in a knockout, so I guess it wasn't as – there were some, like – yeah, let me, let me jump back and look at – that was the first live event I went to. We will have to do one of these. You didn't – you weren't there with me, so maybe we have to go back and do a – Oh, that, that is the story. That is my favorite Josh MMA story. <laughs> maybe we have to go back and do a – are just getting into, like, uh, social media and YouTube and all that shit and your favorite fighter. Well, he wasn't my favorite fighter yet, but he uh, soon – Oh, yeah, that turned him into your favorite fighter. Yep. He's just murdering James Wilkes right now. Um, Joe blows on. Josh gets in his 1995 Civic, whatever the hell you were driving. Saturn. Saturn. Was it a 95? Yeah, I think so. I just made that up. That's wonderful. Flies to the mall. You remember that fight? Like, you remember that? <laughs> Gabe Rudiger. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I literally ran into the mall. I'm like running around the mall, and I saw I saw another dude in a tap out shirt, just like wandering around, like clearly looking for Joe Lozon, also. And I'm just like running through the mall looking for him, and I found him. And then I was like completely starstruck and didn't know what to say. Just like the first thing I, I was just like the first thing that, I didn't know Joe Lozon that well at the time. I just the first thing I remembered was like I remembered seeing his game his fight against Gabe Rudiger, where he murdered the dude. I mean, he like you go back and watch that fight, he like ragdolls this guy. Just absolutely demolishes him in like a minute and a half, submits him. And so, yeah, I was just like, oh man, dude, you're that Gabe Ruger fight was like so awesome. And he's like, yeah, man, it was a pretty good fight. Thanks. And then I saw you on his video blog and I almost shit myself. Yep. Yeah, hey, Joe, it worked out. You got free tickets. 
Yeah, and a free T-shirt. Yeah. Fair fighter for life. Yeah, Matt Brown had him in a triangle right there at the end of round two. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, we could definitely do a rewatch part of that card. Looking at that card, um, it's a B card. I guess you did. You did have some decisions in there, but but Matt Mitrione hits a walk off um, knockout, which is awesome. Obviously, the main event, Chet Congo Pat Barry, is like legendarily crazy. I yeah, I, I, dude, I've seen that fight over and over again, and I always forget that it's in Pittsburgh and you were there. Yep. Um, Charlie Bredeman can as like a late notice replacement against and beat Rick Story, which is like the easily the apex mountain of his career. Um, Joe Lozon smashed Kurt Warburton, knocked him down, and then submitted him with a Kimura. Uh, Charles Oliveira and Nick Lenz had their first fight on that card and ended in no contest, but it was still a banger. Ricardo Lamas got a knockout against Matt Grice. Um, there were some like there were some duds in there, I'm pretty sure, but. Definitely an awesome one. The other one, the first card you and I went to was UFC 172, right? In Baltimore? Yeah. Funny how it comes full circles. Jones versus Teixeira. Yep. Anthony I Jones. have that poster somewhere. I haven't, I don't know where I put it. Okay. You want to, the, the thing that always geeks me out about that card, or one of the things, you know, it's in Baltimore, and our friend Lauren lives in Baltimore, and like, did we met up with her or something? Did she come to the weigh-ins with us or something? Are you taking the story where I think you are, where we walked past the hotel? Do you remember this? Uh, that's not where I was taking the story. Okay. Uh, I, did we stay? We had to have stayed with her. And then Price and Lynch had the hotel. We did. Yeah, we, we did stay with her. No, that's not where I was going with it. Okay, so that's right. So we were staying with her. We didn't just, like, meet up with her. Okay. I can't remember if she came to the weigh-ins or not, but I think she did. Okay, she walked us to the arena where it was. Okay, and I live like right around the corner from where she was. She lived in Federal Hill. I live in Locust Point. Back then, she lived in Federal Hill. Back then, yeah, she lives in Towson now, but I live in Locust Point. And it's right around the corner. I can walk to the arena. I mean, it's where did you, where did you live then? Did you still live in Pittsburgh? Yeah, you did, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, get back to this. I'm anxious. <laughs> so, we're <laughs> okay. I just I can't I can't get over this. All right, so he, here are your main card fighters, real quick. Max Holloway against Andre Feely, which is awesome. Um, Jim Miller versus Yancy Medeiros. Luke Rockhold versus Tim Boach. Anthony Johnson versus Phil Davis, and then John Jones versus Glover Teixeira. And one of those dudes, Lauren was like, he's cute, and. I can't I can never like forget this because it's like it's not Luke Rockhold, the dude who's literally a model. It was Tim Bosch. Tim Bosch. I was like Wait a minute. And she was stone cold sober. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are you even talking about? Like he's fighting literally a model, dude. Like like for Polo Ralph Lauren or whatever. Like not even like whatever. Huh? Look at this. Yeah, we lost track of the fight there for hey, a second. Hey, shout out to Tim Bosch, man. Yeah, hey. You guys are 11 too. Good for you. You know, I, I bet he never thought that, you know, when he took that fight that people would be like, oh, he's the cute one in that matchup. But yeah, against our, the model. Yeah, our friend Lauren was all, all about him. Anyway, so looks my, like we're done, done's over here. Huh? My story was we were walking to the weigh-ins. Yeah, because where she lives, you can walk right around the harbor, 
to um, Royal Farms Arena. And we walked past, I think it's the Renaissance Hotel. It's like a glass hotel right on the water. We stopped and we're standing next to this blacked out Ford Raptor truck. And you nudge me and you go, there's John Jones. And I'm like, what? And I turn and we're less than six feet. We're like six feet away. Yeah, we're walking on the sidewalk. It was John Jones in the, in the passenger seat. His brother Chandler was driving, and his other brother Arthur was in the back. Two NFL starters and John Jones just sitting there. I've been told I'm screaming. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hey, Lauren, do you want to do me a huge favor? Please? Can you bring me the whiskey? There it is. Okay. I did. Yeah. Bruce Buffer had the official decision. Okay. Wilkes was just donezo here. He uh, went for like the last ditch Kimura and couldn't get it and ended up on bottom. And Brown Brown immediately mounted him and smashed him out from from mount. So, yikes. A couple of gnarly stoppages going on here. But, yeah, that might that's – a, that's a solid main card there, that UFC 172, 172 card. Um, the thing I really remember from that card was Max Holloway and just being like, this dude is the truth. And <laughs> you brought me both bottles. My wonderful fiance. I said, could you bring me some whiskey? And she brings me a glass <laughs> bottle. Number one and bottle number two. Okay. Night. Um, I'll try not to. So go on, Josh. Anyway, I just remember from that – one of the main things I remember from that card was Holloway finishing Andre Feely and just thinking that Holloway was like the next big thing, even though he had just recently lost two fights in a row. I think he had won one fight, and then he won the Feely fight. So it wasn't like he was on some crazy win streak yet. But he just looked so good and so exciting and so dynamic and so dangerous in a bunch of different ways. And so, yeah, if we ever do this again if – the fights end up going away. Maybe we should do 172. That card that we first card we I can, I can like that card was stacked. Yeah. Anthony Johnson. I forgot, I forgot was on it. Yeah. Scott McAvoy was on it. Oh, Joe B. Tim Elliott. Oh man. Takanori Gomi. Wow. Betch Kohea, Jasmine Duke. Probably the last time Takanori Gomi won a fight. This is 2014, April 2014. Wow. Uh, my birthday. Let's jump to uh, one minute and 46 seconds. One hour? Sorry. No, you're good. Okay, here we go. Shoot. Tell me when. All right. I'm, uh, I'm, my thing is a little bit slow to load because I'm doing the uh, Chromecast, but I'm there. I have it paused. So count me down. Three, two, one, play. Nice. And now, introducing his opponent, fighting out of the red corner, a Valley Pino fighter. What's up, Mike? From 18 wins to two losses. Actually, we can't do UFC 172 because my boy Charlie Brenneman gets knocked out by Dan. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just jump to the Joe B. Tamilia. Yeah, there you go. Betchko had decision, Justin Duke. Not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was like I think she was one fight away from a title shot at that point. She fought. She TKO'd Shayna Baszler, who is the uh, former NXT Women's Champion. Just lost to Becky Lynch at WrestleMania on Sunday. Yeah, so I, I was. That was another thing I was going to ask you while we were on this discussion. Is like, so that's the only other sport entertainment thing going on right now. How, how did they do? Like, I'm not a wrestling fan, so I have no idea. How do they pull off WrestleMania with uh, everything going on right now? Um, they did it over two nights, as they should have done years ago. I went to WrestleMania last year, and it was like, it was a MetLife Stadium, and it. I mean, I got there at like 10:30, 11 o'clock to tailgate. The doors opened like four. And it was like from five to like or six o'clock to like one in the morning. It was awful. It was so long. Uh, actually, I sat in the DraftKings suite for that, um, which was nice. Shout out to PSU fans too on Twitter. Very close friend of mine and a big wig in the DraftKings game. Um. So yeah, they did it over two nights, three hours, three and a half hours per night, and it was in their performance center with fans. With no fans. Yeah. Uh, all the matches, I don't believe anything was live. I think it was all pre-taped. There was a couple f- matches that were filmed off-site. One of them, like The Undertaker, was in like a graveyard match and all this, you know, typical wrestling stuff. So um, <laughs> it started off slow, but it ramped up, and it, it was enjoyable. I mean, it was something to kind of shut it off and get your mind off of. You can tell that it was – Wrestling is nothing without fans because you want the fans to pop and go crazy for these crazy moves. Oh my God, Bisping just got dropped. Yeah, he he tried to jump into the pocket and got countered, I think, by a right hand from Kang. And so yeah, he just got he just got dropped. Like I said earlier, I mean, I, I remember he almost gets stopped in this fight, and yeah, c- comes back. So anyway, no more wrestling talk. Sorry. No, you're fine. I mean, I asked, so all good. How about how about young Bisping with both of his eyes? Yeah, seriously, I was gonna make a joke about that earlier, but I thought it was in poor taste. I mean, I'm just, I mean, glad. No, I'm just kidding with you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, rough, to, rough to joke about, but um, glad to see he's got both eyes here. Do you listen to his podcast? I don't. Should I? Have you? No, I was curious. That's yeah, another thing. I, what are you doing in your free time outside? Like, are you watching any shows, any podcasts? Um, I so I'm um Pretty comfortable here. Yeah, I'm not listening to podcasts as much as I used to. If I take Evan for a walk by myself, um, I will sometimes put a podcast on. But he likes to he likes to. I mean, he can walk now, so he likes to walk down the street. And we live on like a pretty quiet street. That's like, um basically like two cul-de-sacs um, connected. So it's like a dead end. So there's not a lot of traffic. So he can just like walk down the road, but he's 15 months old. And so he's pretty aimless and just kind of wanders around sometimes. So if I actually have him like in a stroller or something, and I'm just walking him to get him outside, looking at dogs and other kids and just cars. He loves cars. Uh, then I'll put a podcast on, but so I'm trying to keep up with like some MMA podcasts, but it's kind of hard. Um, my wife and I have like a, a movie list that we're kind of like going through. Um, she, I think is watching one of like, <laughs> I have my own list and she has her own list too. Uh, so she's watching one of her movies right now while I take over the living room and do this fight stuff. Uh, I'm watching justified. Did you see that? Is that on USA network? Um, or is that I think it was USA back in the day. I think 
but it's on Hulu right now. A bunch of people recommend recommended it to me, so I'm watching that. My wife and I are watching Better Call Saul, the most recent season that's on Netflix, not the one that's airing right now. So try to catch up on that. So yeah, I mean, um, I haven't I haven't really been watching a lot of fights. Playing a little bit of video games, watching movies, uh, movies. Um, that's the main thing, I guess. Let's let's get the elephant in the room, Tiger King. I haven't seen it. You know, so many people, so many people have. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Is it is it worth it? Yeah, dude, it's absolute insanity. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the consensus that I've gotten from everybody else is that uh, it's so interesting. Each character is like, it's I can't even I can't even put it in words, man. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Real quick, this thing stuck on his back. He gets dropped and he's stuck on his back the rest of the round. That's a throw. That's that's classic. Yeah, he did. He did. Kind of clicked on armbar, but he's mostly just been getting smashed on the ground his entire round. So he, he got—I mean, he got so much better throughout his career. Big ups to Michael Bisping. Never like, never a big hitter, never the best athlete, but he just like worked so so hard and got, got the belt finally, eventually. So other other than Tiger King, what are you watching? I uh, just started Ozarks. Okay, that's that's on my list for sure. Yeah, I'm a couple episodes into season one. I just started the other day. Um, you just apologize to the crowd. Well, he's in Manchester, England, which I think is his hometown. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he just got completely worked. So, um, yeah, I started Ozark. Um, I've been I've been working all like literally from. Seven in the morning till probably like six thirty-seven at night. So I'll watch whatever Lauren's watching. We've been watching a couple movies. We just watched uh, *Knives Out*. Really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and then I'll like she'll fall asleep and I'll watch some other stuff. I want to watch *1917*. Okay. Um, there's a couple other ones that are out. I, I have a whole list myself. But, um, during the day, I sit down here in the basement and I have my office right over here. And um, I have a TV on, and I've, I've been binge watching Game of Thrones in the background. Just binge. Oh wow, nice. That would that would distract me too much. That doesn't that doesn't like. Uh, I mean, I guess it, I guess it's just constantly running. Maybe it's less of a distraction, but that that would I wouldn't be able to get anything done. Yeah, I keep a pretty close eye on it, but I get a lot of stuff done. And um, I just the last episode I just ended actually before we get on here was the Red Wedding. Oh damn. Oh, actually, I mean, speaking the of the is the name of the art uh, episode, I believe. What's it called? The Winds of Castamere. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of super disturbing stuff that like might give you nightmares, um, for some, this was like just horrible timing before the pandemic thing started. I went to the library because I wanted to like start reading again because I haven't been reading like at all in a, in a long time, and I got. Um, I wanted to get No Country for Old Men by Cormac McCarthy because the movie rocks, and I heard the book is also really good. So I was like, I'll just ease my way, ease my way back in with this. Um, but they didn't have it. So while I'm standing there in the Cormac McCarthy part of the library, um, I picked up The Road. Have you heard of this or read it before? No. It is the most depressing thing I've ever read in my entire life. It is. Just, Why? 
it's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland and this father and his and his son are just like traveling this road trying to like find food and supplies and like not die um whether it be from like starvation or exposure or um like there's like no society left like literally there's no animals uh there's no plants that are alive anymore like nothing grows um and so they have to like just not get killed by other people and find food and it is like super super depressing and definitely gave me nightmares um and it probably i mean like i didn't really envision myself in this situation that much because like i do have a son but he's only 15 months he's not like seven or eight but like uh yeah imagining that world and like trying to keep my son alive just made me feel terrible. I regret it. Regretted it a lot. It's a very good book. Terrible. Um, Finish it? I did. I finished it last night and then I couldn't fall asleep. So, yeah. We're going to kill the vibe, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. You brought up the Red Wedding. That's what reminded me of it. Uh, Bisping has turned the tables on Dennis Kang and is oh. threatening him now. Just easily double legged him. Kang. Oh, before we move on, um, true story, I've never seen No Country for Old Men. Oh my gosh, dude. That is one of my most rewatchable movies. It is so good. It was on It was on Netflix. Um, I know you and all the boys in college loved it. But oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. I love Tommy Lee Jones. Um, Javier Bardem is super weird, but like super menacing and scary in it. Josh Brolin is like also very, very good. Um I think the Coen brothers directed it. It's a great movie. So I don't know. You got to find it and watch it is all I'm saying. I might actually. Since I moved to the new house, I got my man cave set up down here and uh, got all my movies sitting out that I haven't seen in forever. You said you, you might own it? Yeah. I got like two boxes of old DVDs from college and Blu-rays that I'm looking at right now. I, I might actually have it. You gotta throw it on, dude. We should do a No Country for Old Men rewatch podcast. Yeah, watch along. <laughs> Look at Bisping just pouring yeah. it on. I mean, he's just like taking Kang down and just like busting him up at will at this point. This is, this is cardio Mike right here. Cardio Mike. Oh, yeah. The knees, the body. To the turtle opponent, he did this to more than one guy. I think he did that to um, Mayhem Miller and Jorge Rivera too, maybe. Oh, man, dude. Let's go. Let's go. Like his home crowd, in front of his home crowd. Oh. Where were you on Mike Bisping in 2009? Were you pro or or against? I started out. I'll be completely upfront and honest. Bisping didn't really do it for me because he was kind of a cocky asshole. But as I grew older, um. And as he grew older. Yeah, I started to appreciate it more. And I'm a sarcastic son of a bitch, too, who talks shit from time to time. And I'm just, I'm all in at this point. But back in the day when I first saw him, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, true story. He was a plus 120 underdog. Really? Yeah. He might have been coming. You know what? He got knocked out by Henderson to fight before this. Yes, I was just going to say that. He had to have been coming off that, that brutal, brutal loss. And people were like, is this dude even alive anymore? 
And then he fights Vanderlei. Yeah, I think that was on uh, one of the other cards I was looking at doing for this. Is that that was a pretty, pretty solid fight right there. Um, that was Kane versus Nogueira up top when he knocked him out. We did get a question in the chat about how we're doing in the MMA World Cup, and I, I honestly couldn't tell you uh, what, um, like how many fights we had left. I think I was leading my group. Yeah, so I need to go back and look. I know that we were both like doing. Okay, I'm leading my group, and you're leading your group. All right, sweet. So I think. Oh, yeah. like a, where, where are you looking at that? Um, DFSChampionships.com. Oh man, look at his son. His son now is like super, I don't know, like in high school or like even in college maybe. His son there looks like he's seven. I remember this. I remember this post by interview. I was like, dude, you're having your like young son in there with you. Like, what if you got knocked out? That would have been horrible. What's his name, Callan? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so we're doing okay. In uh, We're still in the. You got 949, and I. Oh. Yeah, we both have 949. I think I think this is two events, right? It's like so we have one more event in group stage, uh, and then I think it's uh, to the bracket after that. So yeah, we're honestly I completely forgot about it. I shut the world off. It's kind of nice not. I mean, I play DFS outside of MMA, and it's kind of nice to just shut the world off for a while. I was playing NBA quite a bit. Which I was doing well at, but then it's kind of nice just to, yeah. to rush home and, and do my research and put put in lineups for research during the day like I shouldn't be. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely in the same boat. I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed that grind a little bit, like you know, watching fights and reading up on stuff and listening to podcasts, and it definitely helped having like an you know almost an hour in the car every day to listen to that stuff to like do research. Um, I'm definitely with you. I've been, it's been kind of nice to not have to watch fights like almost every night to get ready for events, watching other stuff, like doing other stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely starting to miss it. So hence this podcast. All right. So Bisping just won. You ready to skip ahead again? Yeah. Let's go to. One twenty five. Two losses. 125 or 127.53. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. You're good. 127. 127.53? Yep. Okay. Let me know when you're there. It is buffering. All right, there. Buffering. Oh. 127.53, I think the fight's already on because it looks like Dan Hardy got hit in the nuts. Oh, shit. I thought he was just adjusting this. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let's jump back. One twenty-five twenty-two. Can you get there? Yeah. Uh, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Nice. Side question. 
Is there any UFC fighter that was holy shit, Thiago Silva? I forgot all about him. Um, I was just looking online. That random shit getting lost in Wikipedia. I like Stan Hardy a lot. Did you? Yeah, he was all right. I liked his uh, oh, man. Maybe, actually, maybe we. Well, I don't, I don't want to make us jump back. This is already over an hour. I did like his um, you know, he walked out with the bandana. Yeah, like the uh. He had success at 85. I mean, he's the outlaw. Yeah, the outlaw, right. That's the word I was looking for. Quick right hand there. And he, uh, I think when um, Buffer was announcing him, he got like super into when Buffer said like fighting out of Manchester, England. He like screamed England at the camera and has like a British yeah, mouthpiece. Yeah, so um, he was a wild man back in the day. He's definitely, he, it's kind of weird seeing him as a commentator now, I really like him, but he's like so much more like reserved. Like he does not have like the same persona at all. Yeah, he turns it off a little bit. Wasn't he's, he ever to like be cleared again? I think that he can fight. Um I see his like he like he's training or at least he's like doing boxing stuff um on Instagram, but I don't know how much he's like actively training to fight. I mean August 2019, he revealed on the Joe Rogan podcast that he is joining the USADA testing pool in order to be eligible for competition. Wow. That was last August? August of 19, yeah. I mean, it's been a minute since then. Last fought in 2012 against Amir Sadala. Wow. And then he beat, he beat Dwayne Ludwig before that. Holy smokes. Yeah, we're going back in time there. We last saw him with a knockout of the night effort against Ben Saunders at UFC 99 in Cologne, Germany. Hardy fought that same night against Marcus Davis. Oh, he made a burden shot. But uh, yeah, I like um, I like Hardy a lot as an analyst too. He uh. When they do the, have you watched those like inside the octagon video videos when yeah. they have like, big, big pay per view fights? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, right there. Oof. While he's resting, I would like to see the replay of the initial. Okay. Um. Hey, Jimmy the Drunk, if you're still in here, he, he was the guy who had the uh, question in the chat. How are you doing in the World Cup? Are you in the World Cup, or are you just checking in on your boys? Already likes that. Jimmy the Drunk, I love it. He's got power. Oh, Swick ducked under it. Swick again looking for the takedown. I'm kind of surprised. You know, Swick is really known for his stand-up. Oh, man. Has there ever been a UFC fighter who was like meat and potatoes, not very good, but somebody you always freaking rooted for? Joe Lozano doesn't count because I consider him a good fighter. You're asking me? Yeah. Just like I, I saw some a name that I haven't heard in a while, and he was. I always rooted for him. Chris Camozzi. You? I'm just you know throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. It, Keith Jardine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, dude, I was always the biggest fan of the dean of me and Keith Jardine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you got to respect those guys who don't have like super athletic gifts, but like manage to stick around, manage to like be tough and. Like give hard fights even when 
you know, they're just clearly not the best fighters. Some people like, you know, the super elite fighters like, you know, the John Jones and the Conor McGregor's. People, you know, love jumping on the bandwagon, but um, yeah, give me those, give me those middling journeymen, Forrest Griffin. You know? <laughs> yeah. Give me those journeymen any day. You can hear that one. Under 90 seconds remains in round one. Did he not shock him again? Looked like it. Swift trying to get control again. Uh, what did you think of Hardy's uh, title fight? Because that's, I mean, that's what he does after this. I think UFC 111, he fights GSP. Didn't he get clowned on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just respected him a lot uh, for surviving the armbar that he did because he was like in a. Oh yeah, dude, he had a rubber arm. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, he was in the armbar forever, and I guess like I don't know, maybe um, GSP didn't have his like have his thumb pointed the right way, didn't have like to get the to get it, but he was still in the armbar like forever, and then managed to like finally escape. And this was like in the fourth round of a fight that he was getting completely dominated in. So I just I just respected him a lot for toughing it out and going the distance when he could have just been like, yeah, dude, I'm definitely not going to win this fight. Trying to figure out who's scored the most effective damage. Yeah, he fights GSP after this. Right hand over the top, my swig. This is brutal again. I remember this fight being better. A lot of things going on so far. Dan Hardy was a plus two forty underdog. And this fight. That's what they closed at. What? Oh, no, no, no. Minus 260. Hold on. Am I ready? Let's take a look at the right hand. And again, it was difficult for us to see. Oh, well, the front page says 240. Let's see that one more time. When when Mike Swick was yeah. rushing in, Dan Hardy, and there's a, a little right hand by Swick. And another one he was a dog? Yeah. And that's the end of the round. He opened it at plus 120. And it closed at plus 250 or plus 195. Either way, he was a dog. I mean, it's it's funny thinking of a world where Dan Hardy and Mike Swick are in a number one contender fight. That's what this was, right? I think Swick had come off wins against Josh Berkman, Marcus Davis, and then knockouts of Jonathan Goulet and Ben Saunders. And Hardy was on... He had won three fights in the UFC, but had won a few fights outside of the UFC before that. Um, and the UFC beat Roy Marco, Marcus Davis, and Akihiro Gono. But like, those wins get you, uh, you know, a number one contender fight in the UFC. Pretty, pretty crazy. The division has gotten a lot better. I guess even even by this point, like GSP had started to like pretty much clean the division out, right? He'd already beaten, um, yeah. he'd already yeah. beaten Hughes, and he'd beaten Alves, and he'd beaten. Sarah, Alvis, Hughes. There we go. Hardy rocked Swick there. He jumps into the clinch. Come on, man. Classic MMA right here, you know? Yeah. How many times do dudes do that? They hurt hurt the opponent and then dive into the clinch. Dan Hardy's got some power. You know, we saw him in the Rory Markle fight, but I don't remember the last time we saw a slick rock like this. He's only been stopped one time in his career by Chris Levin in a fight. Chris Levin. Oh. 
Shout out Chris Levin. Huh? Shout out Chris Levin. Yeah, for sure. Even the Yushin Okami fight, I don't remember seeing him get rocked like this. We got fantasyufc.com on uh, one of the uh, turnbuckles. First in the game. Mike Swick has a tremendous base. Mike Swick, one of the ultimate fighter season one success stories with Forrest Griffin and Florian Diego. Nice left hooks to Bobby Jack Hardy. He's digging those in. Oh, yes. Wait, did you say Swick was on season one? I forgot about that. Yeah, I think he was. Over the top. Is he a middleweight? Yeah, yeah, he had to. Actually, you know, I don't know. Like, almost everyone on that show ended up going down. Maybe he was. Yeah. And he fought as a light heavyweight. I thought so, yeah, I was just going to say. Well, isn't this fight a welterweight? It is. I mean, but that's like classic tough. You fight at a weight class, of, you know, above where you yeah, usually. Yeah. Diego, Kenny Florian, Levin, they all fought at middleweight. Finally, two minutes after rocking him, he uh, they finally separate. Swick and Hardy. Two top contenders at 170 pounds in the UFC today. Pitch has fought for the title as teammate. Koscheck's been rocking. Goldberg. I think you asked me earlier what I thought about Gaethje and uh, Ferguson. Do you have any initial thoughts? Um, no, I'm not ready to make an opinion. But if you have to make me pick, I'm going to pick Gaethje. I want Gaethje to win, I think. How come? I, I don't know. Tony's, Tony's gimmick just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's a weirdo. Oh, very nice left hook counter. Say again? This is strictly gimmick based. Okay, gotcha. What's Gaethje's gimmick? He doesn't really have one other than I'm going to go out there and throw fucking hands and that's it. I'm going to come and fight. And then tell him he's doing all this weird shit and talking out his ass. And Did you see? Uh, I guess Connor, you could say Connor does that too, but I don't know. His like training methods and like he says weird. I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I got you. Did you see um, Bilal Muhammad's like parody of uh, – of Tony Ferguson's like training. Oh, I think I did. It was it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, I mean Ferguson's a crazy dude. I just I mean, yeah, I just want to see him fight. I just want to see him fight Khabib, obviously, like everybody else does. Um, oh, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, where do you stand on Rogan? I guess as a kind of girl. You're a big Rogan Mark? Yeah, I'm a big Mark for Rogan. I need one or the other. You gotta let it all go. You? You're too good a shape. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he just doesn't like, he doesn't really do it for me compared to some of the other color commentators they have. He's like, he's like the same dude. I mean, listening to him now in 2009, he like he sounds the same in 2020. Um, yeah, I don't think he's quite a, as quite as bad bad as Goldberg. Like Goldberg is making like Baby J, BJ Penn, like <laughs> references all the way up until like he was finally let go. Um, talking about the same fights from probably around this time or and earlier up through like 2015, 2016, 2017. I mean, like Rogan isn't quite that bad, but he just like doesn't do any prep, just like shows up, has all of, all of his Roganisms. Um, I, think the, I think the other commentators are better. I mean, obviously they're not as well known to like casuals, which is why they just, why they keep Rogan around. But yeah, he doesn't really do it for me. Are you a JRE guy? Huh? Are you a JRE guy? Um, yeah, I tend to listen to some of it. Um, I'm more, I'm more like get lost in the YouTube vortex and watch the 10 to 15 minute clips instead of the whole three hour show. Right. Damn, they're slugging it. They are finally picked up. They're banging it out. Thanks, Mike. I was just going to say thanks, Mike. <laughs> Ooh, that left hook caught him. I feel, like, I feel like they're both like just like getting countered a lot. This is where Hardy wins it. Neither of them are moving their head much. Swift counter, but he ate a big one. It's amazing that Hardy keeps trying to take him down. Switch has tremendous takedown defense, and he's badly hurt. Look at this. He's got to look out for that guillotine, though. You're right. This is where he wins it. One one part of the night on this card. The canvas is the instruction. Oh, okay. did. Right. Inside the guard, and Swick is cut open. There's a lot of time left in this round. Bottom in the head. With one of those elbows, Joe. Look at this. Looking for a triangle. Two forty. I'm trying to think of like, you know, what else we would have been doing back around the time that this fight went off. This was November fourteenth, two thousand nine. So we're like coming up on Thanksgiving break. Trying to win here. in Laga. Good night for the local crew. We were in Laga. Yeah. I was probably. Dan Hardy is, I, I believe, a tactical error in that. <laughs> <laughs> on the road, that's exactly 
Classic. Yep. Waterfalls in the bathroom. Hey, easy. Hey. Easy. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. At least I wasn't staring at the ceiling. What it is. <laughs> hey, that was. Let me cut that. <laughs> that was literally one month after this. Yeah. It was exactly one month after this. And again with the left. Now we've talked about the impressive strike. Oh man. He has displayed that here tonight in Manchester. Under 90 seconds now. We thought we lived in the coolest place ever. And I'm thinking back, it was just like that was like that was a box. We lived in just like this big Yeah, it was cool though, but Ron Levick, the, the owner. You worked for him at the grocery store underneath us. Yeah, you probably just got off a shift and then you're uh, rolling up. I wasn't rolling up anything. What are you talking about? That wasn't my gimmick. You're rolling back up to the apartment. Oh, yeah. yeah you, probably got off, you probably got off a shift at uh, IGA and I got off a shift at Cadoba. Send the old... Uh, Blue couch. Remember that thing? Pressy's giant TV that was not a flat screen. Yeah, it was like a bubble TV. It was bigger than the wall. <laughs> we had twenty foot. We had twenty foot ceilings, and that that TV barely fit. We sneak out into the uh, onto the roof and rip Lucas. Watch the helicopters land at UPMC. <laughs> Man, switch fifteen seconds. That was something I floated to my wife the other day. I was like, well, with all this time off, like, she hasn't smoked sugar in forever because she was obviously pregnant and then nursing. Um, I was like, well, now we're just, like, sitting around. Our patio is, like, right out there. Like, you want to, like, break the hookah out for the first time in however long? And she was like, uh, there's a pandemic going around of a respiratory virus. So that's going to be a no for me. <laughs> like, fair point. Fair point. From the elbows of Dan Hardy on the ground and pound in the yeah. third. Yeah, round. I might break down here soon because what the heck else are you going to do on on quarantine? The toughest fight of his career. I mean, Mike Swick is a, a huge veteran. Let's take a look at some of the countering of Dan Hardy. There's the beginning, the very first right hand that caught him. And hurt him. This is the left hook, and then the right hand that had him on Queer Street. And here you see again, right hand. Over and over again, Dan Hardy connected to the chin, and he got caught. Can I the post fight interview and see how, if Hardy's kind of a wild man since we didn't listen to the walkout? The one that head to the um, Couture Vera main event. RIP <laughs> Brandon Vera. Brandon the Truth Vera. And remember, he came back at heavyweight. On a great show tonight. Here in Manchester. Well, yeah, I guess I'll look at his record here in a second. I know he's he's over in uh one championship right now, right? Is he still over there? Is he still grinding? Judges score this contest. 30, 27, 30, 27, and 29, 28. Declare the winner by unanimous decision. Dan, the outlaw Hardy. Dan Hardy. How old is he here? Has positioned himself for a shot. Hardy, only 37. 
So 11 years ago, like 26. In what many people thought was going to be the toughest fight of your career, you put on a tremendous display of counter-striking tonight. You caught him with a big punch early in the first round, and that seemed to set the tone for the fight. Oi, oi! Yeah, that was a tough fight, you know. Damn, he looks young. He does. He has, like, sleeve tattoos nowadays, and he doesn't have, like, he doesn't have anything like that right that right hand right here in his like fighting prime oh the beats might swing all right there's like no interview there okay so shall we skip ahead to oh my god i always the biggest fan of randy couture too look how old this dude looks oh my gosh yeah, we we gotta go on a Randy Couture deep dive here once we get this thing queued up. So, so it's gonna have good, bro. He looks young and in shape. Never again. See ya. All right, what, what are we skipping to? What time? One fifty-three even. Right. I gotta see his walkout. Okay. Who, Randy's? Yeah. All right, so we got – was that perfect timing? Because Vera is in the cage here. Yeah, yeah. So three, two – Sorry, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Okay, so 153 even. Yep. Three. Right? Yeah, okay. three, two, one, play. The UFC Hall of Famer. And the most beloved champion Perfect. in history. Vera, as he mentioned earlier, said that Randy has brought the best out in me. In my training, I've never been as disciplined. I've never been as motivated. And I am looking to beat the legend tonight so I may someday become a legend myself. Got to crank it a little bit. All right, well, you can mute your mic then. No, I'm fine. I'll let it ride. All right. So, um, looking at his record real quick, he had just come off losing to Antonio Nogueira, and before that, Brock Le Brock Lesnar. So he he was the champion, I guess, two years before this. Two years and yeah, two years before this. Actually, even one year before this was when he lost to Lesnar. So he um, returned to heavyweight, won the UFC heavyweight championship against Tim Sylvia, defended it, defended it against Gabriel Gonzaga, lost to Lesnar, and then lost to Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira in like the, what, what this says fight of the year for two thousand nine. I don't know according to who. Um. <laughs> How old was Rene Couture back in 2009? He's currently 56. <laughs> what? He was like 45 here. It's a shame that him and Dana White uh, 
had that breakup. Natural is a Hall of Famer, man. A legend. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I, I don't know if he is or is not. Look at Stitch there. He was most recently in the corner of um, my boy. Who's that? What the hell? Oh, my God. Tyson Fury. Okay. Did you watch that fight with Wilder? No, I didn't. I think it was on after a UFC fight, and I like watched the UFC fight and like meant to stay up for it and couldn't. Um, oh God, it was awesome. I'm a huge Tyson Fury fan. Really? How come? I don't know. Just his his confidence and his journey. He like hit rock bottom and ballooned. He was addicted to drugs, and then he told everybody, "I'm coming back. I'm winning that world title." And he did it. Yeah, definitely. Came back, beat Klitschko. Lost a bunch of weight. Got clean, has a family. Came back, told Deontay Wilder he was going to dust his ass up in the second fight, and he did exactly that. He clowned it. I recognize a couple of those corner men, but not very many of them. 46 year old Randy Couture. Wait, wait, wait. That He's definitely not 46 in that picture, right? Yeah, that's an old stock photo. He's got a. Yeah. His hairline still existed in existence. <laughs> that photo was from when he was like 37. Brandon Vera was 32 back then. Damn. I mean, it wasn't like he was exactly super young. All right. Yeah. So after this, after this, Couture goes on a run where he beats, well, I mean, he beats Vera here. He beats Coleman. He beats James Tony, LOL. James Tony, oh man, remember the self of that fight? Yeah. You remember seeing James Tony like doing grappling work in like the countdown video? Yeah. Hilarious. Randy took him down with a single leg. Like an ankle pick, like the lowest yeah. ever. The, the, thing, the thing about that fight, like I, it made me think that James Tony was some kind of clown, but he was like a super, super legit boxer. And I, I don't know. I need to go back and like try to catch up on his career or something. I still haven't done it, but um, very legit boxer. And it's just like, he looks so fat. And it's like, what are you even doing here? Why are you taking this fight? Doesn't make any sense. They gave him like the worst possible matchup. But anyway, um, what I was going to say are you talking about they gave who the worst matchup? They gave James Tony the worst possible matchup. Yeah, he was yeah. running his mouth saying that he could beat UFC guys. Right. Anyway, what I was gonna say after that fight, do you remember like for for a time, it got floated around that Kotor was gonna be a title contender again. Do you remember that? You remember that time where Kotor was like, like on the cusp of a title shot again? Peppered by Machida after that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that was that might have. Been, I don't know if that was a number one contender. Flying? Huh? Remember when he got front kicked and his tooth went flying? No, yeah. was that Kotor or was that Machida? Yeah, Machida knocks Couture out and knocked his tooth out, yes. What did Machida do after that? Yeah, he went and fought John Jones for the title after that, so that pretty much was a number one contender fight. Bonkers. 
Oh, oh he is a Hall of Famer. Okay. Had Vera gotten murdered by uh, Jones at this point yet? Didn't he? Yeah, remember he broke his eye socket? No, that's after this. Yeah, that was the fight after this. R.I.P. R.I.P. Brandon Vera's eye socket. He was coming off a win against Christoph Shosinski. Remember that dude? Brandon Vera has the weirdest body ever. He looks like super skinny here, and it was like this dude fought at heavyweight. Brandon Vera. Very weird. Beautiful Ariane. So, 11 years later. Yeah, dude, hasn't aged a bit. Oh my god. He's he's faster than Kotor. That switch kick right off the bat. Yikes. This is classic Kotor. Dirty box. Get in there. Brandon is muscling Randy here. Randy gets him up against the cage. This fight was that light heavyweight, right? Not heavyweight? Yeah, I believe so. Exactly what Randy wants. Dirty yeah. And he never rests. It's always knees to the legs, punches to the face. Remember when uh, UFC main events were three rounds? Pressure. Sure do. When I was looking back at, like, um, and what these cards we were going to do. Some of these cards uh, on the Wikipedia pages have, have buy rates. This one does not. Um, but like. It's kind of a gate, right? It did what, two mil? Yeah. And as the, I mean, yeah, I, I have a harder time with the gate, under, like knowing what's good or what's not. Um, this was on Spike TV, it says. Was this free? It might have been. That would, yeah, if you look at that's why there's not a buy rate for it. It was also, I mean, since it was in England. Maybe that's maybe that was why we were able to watch it because I don't think that we bought very many of the cards at this point, did we? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, it was on Spike TV. Two point nine million views. It's weird. Uh, the next event, UFC one hundred six. I remember this one. This was Ortiz Griffin two, and Griffin. I think he did. I, th I think we had a party that night, but we. Weren't so we like didn't have the fight on. Obviously, we had a party at Laga. And I think I left and went. To this dude, uh, this dude that I worked with, went to his house. Like, he was down past the boulevard. It was like far. Uh, the boulevard. Oh my god. It was far, dude. Um, what was that street? Parkview. Parkview. Yeah, Where the house down there, his old house with uh, Kurt and yes. Yeah, it was, it was down like it was down there, down in that general vicinity. Um, we're getting on top here, but anyway, um, that UFC 106 Ortiz Griffin two with Josh Koscheck and Anthony Johnson as the co-headliner. That card did three hundred seventy-five thousand pay-per-view buys, which is just like totally insane. Looking back at some of these old cards. UFC 107, Penn versus Sanchez did 620,000. Oh, God. I mean, that's crazy. Oh, no, this is the one I wanted to bring up. UFC 108, Evans versus Silva. Just like this random, non title, three round, light heavyweight fight did 300,000 buys. <laughs> just a different era. 
What's what's like a what did the McGregor DS two fight do or the McGregor Khabib fight? Oh, this I mean McGregor Khabib. I don't know that one did. I think it did like over four million, which I was like so shocked by because no other like MMA card had done like McGregor's other ones had done like one point five or something. Gonna say Joey, he separated uh, pursuit, you know, which is probably what Brandon wants. Yeah, and that's why Randy starts moving. 196 did their first fight, McGregor Diaz did the did uh one and a half. half. 202, their second fight did 1.65. What was the card they actually fought at? Uh, even Connor. What card? What's that? What number was Connor versus Khabib? It was UFC. Oh, I already have it. I beat you to it. They did 2.4 million, 229. Oh, 2.4. Okay. No, I'm like dyslexic or something. I thought that they did over 4 million. 2.4, that makes sense. More sense. I mean, it's still absolutely ton. McGregor versus Mayweather, five point three million. Terrible. The money fight. So dumb. You're such a hater. So much. I hated every second of that. Did you watch it? I did. I had people over for it too, and my stream didn't work. I was like trying to buy it off. I was trying to, I, I tried to buy it legally, and my stream still didn't work. All right, who won round one? Was that a Randy round? Yeah, I got distracted. I got to focus. I think that was Randy round. Yeah, he was uh, grinding very against the fence most of that round. Stays out, uses some angles here. You can see immediately he didn't step any more forward. He initially took a couple steps and then paused and waited for Randy to come to him. Little eye poke there. I can't believe how shredded Randy looks. You believe that? Ridiculous. I'm not even 35 yet, and I feel like so old. Oh, yeah, I'm slow.
switching stances is Vera. Randy Couture allows him to get close to him and get a hold of him. That's what he's got to do. He's got to get that distance. Kick. Those body kicks. Randy, relentless with his takedown attempts here. See if he can sweep the leg, Joe. Was this the karate kid? <laughs> you know, when it came out, it was, I did think that for a second. Thanks, Mike. Shout out to Mike Goldberg. Sweep the leg. <laughs> Sweep the leg. I can't. I got to pee. Come on. All right. Keep going. Hold it down. He's the worst, isn't he? Right. I thought that was Lloyd Irvin. Did not know that he coached Vera. So this uh, card slowed down a little bit after those uh, first couple knockouts. But I guess that's how that's how these things go. You're watching the whole card. Sometimes you got these uh, arcade grinding here from Randy. Here we go. This is what this is what I remember. He gets he gets dropped by a body. Oh, shot. Yeah. I thought it happened in the last round. I knew I knew at some point that he got like viciously dropped. I think I was like watching this fight, being like, "How is this old man going to like, compete here?" And just being like shocked the whole time. Again, like, wow, this forty-five-year-old dude is like ripped and. Uh, is like beating this other guy who's 10 years younger than him. How is he doing that? And when he gets dropped here, I'm like, oh, no. Can he hold on? Wow, that was a quick stand-up. Do you agree? Damn. That's the veteran treatment right there. I guess, man. He did not seem like he was on top of him for long. How's that for a knockdown? Opportunity at this distance for Vera to score some points with the strikes. He seems a bit hesitant, though, because he does not want to get back in the clinch game. And that's exactly what Randy does. <laughs> Again, he announced that like it was a finish. And that's exactly what he does. <laughs> exactly oh, Mike. What's he up to? Is he in, where's he announcing? I think he's in Bellator, which just makes That's it. I mean, nothing that alone makes it unwatchable, but um, 
Yeah, he is in Bellator. Yep. I think I think I'm I think you were not on this train as much as I was. Like, um, post college, when I lived, I moved down to Virginia, but lived by myself for a couple years. I was big into Bellator because I I would just like DVR it, and they had like cards, and they had like the season format. Remember that? Um, yeah. They, they had cards like every Friday, and I would DVR it and then like watch it. I don't know, like the next morning or something. Uh, sometimes Friday night, I guess, but. Like, I really liked Bellator back then. I don't know, like, if it was just like where I was uh, in my life at that point. Like, that I just had all this time to like watch MMA and wasn't doing like uh, research for podcasts or um, there weren't there weren't UFC cards every single week. But like, I enjoyed watching it back then. Like this other product, and it's just nowadays. I guess there's just like too much UFC, and like with us doing daily fantasy knockout, like there's not really time to watch other stuff, but I, I just like have not watched I've not really sat down and watched the Bellator card in like four Beautiful kick to the body that Burt Randy Randy shrugs it off, but he was hurt here and there's a right hand Oh yeah that right hand rocked him. He's crouched over I think it looked like the knee that I mean yeah he got he got lit up there. Whatever it was. Tried not to show it but he was badly hurt with that kick to the body. The Hall of Famer. So one one the truth Brandon Burrow, dude, one of MMA's top ten weirdest bodies. No, <laughs> okay, dude. Why don't you tell us how you really feel? <laughs> Just so weird looking. Sorry. Seeing him at heavyweights freaked me out when he came back after the longest time. Even before this, he was at heavyweight. I'm pretty sure. I think he had like he bounced around even before this. I, I think I think he got beat by Verdum, and that's what like made him drop down. Randy taking it to him. Yes, he's the one championship heavyweight champion, and I could not name you one dude who I know who he's beaten over there. Dude, like I know you can't really see this, but like, look how big he is. He's a hoss. Yeah, dude, he looks so different. He's a hoss and a half. Yeah, I mean, so. Um, yeah, so he, when he was in the UFC back in 2005. And he beat Frank Mir, like, in 2006. But then he lost to. Huh? He's 42. Yeah. I mean, he, like I said, he wasn't. He wasn't that young at this point. I mean, like he was, he got to, he got to the UFC when he was like four and zero. He was actually in the WEC before that. Um, anyway, when he was like four and zero in two thousand five, that's fifteen years ago. So he was even then, like as a green prospect, he was already twenty seven. Um, so yeah, here five years later, he's thirty two. Dropped down to light heavyweights for their strap, and he lost. He's the heavyweight champ, and he signed a 10-fight deal. One, one championship is so weird. I can't get into it. Yeah. I don't know. They have some good fighters over there, but, again, there's, like, just too much other MMA going on, and their, like, business is, like, super shady. Um, everything I've heard about them is that they're just like, yeah, we're making, like, tons of money. And then it's just like... Um, I, I see like an article about their like 
investor reports or whatever, and they're just like hem- hemorrhaging money, like like insane amounts. But uh, whatever. DJ's over there, and uh, Eddie Alvarez, RIP, miss them. What's his face? Pretty boy, Sage. Yeah, poor Sage got dusted over there. I mean, you're like, it's hard. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you feel, but you know, right now there's like obviously not a lot of drama because we know the, what the outcome is. But I felt like at the time it was like a pretty high drama fight. Like every time, every time uh, Kufour absorbs a kick to the body, you're just like wondering if he's going to go down again. And he just keeps being able to like grab on Vera and wear on him, and you know, you know, do the classic Randy dirty box knee, threat and takedown thing, winning rounds. And you're just like, is he gonna, is he gonna hold on? You feel that at all? Say that one more time. I was just, I was just saying that, like. You know, right now, since we already know the outcome, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of. Um, it doesn't feel like a decisive win. No, 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 no. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, d- what I was going to say is, it doesn't feel like a really high drama fight. But I think that at the time, it it definitely felt like that because you know, especially after after Gotour got dropped, he every time he gets kicked to the body, you're like wondering, okay, is he going to go down? And um, there he goes. Meanwhile, like whenever he's not going down, he's he's somehow able to kind of like hit Vera a little bit on the feet and then like clinch up with him and like work his knees and dirty boxing and like threaten takedowns. Uh, and so he's like winning the rounds. But then here we have like a minute left and Vera gets on top, gets a takedown randomly against the fence. He's like he's tired out, gets mount, takes his back. Oh, <laughs> but Randy's I mean, like this is oh. like. At the time, this was like a pretty—I think—a pretty dramatic fight. Like, is old man Couture going to be able to like hang on to this? Couture is a plus one forty-five underdog. So it was—it was even. I mean, it was an even fight. Yeah, pretty even. Good little scrap. He opened at minus one sixty-five. Couture and Vera. And he closes the dog. Yeah, holy shit. Wow. That's called line value. <laughs> Negative. Well, I mean, he, he almost. He arrow, almost arrow, arrow would be the line value before the fight. Before yeah. Let's take a look at some of these brutal punishing kicks by Brandon Vera. That front leg roundhouse kick, that switch kick to the body and to the head. Yeah, Couture wasn't a two-fight losing streak before this, so it's like, okay, is he finally done? He lost his title. Will it be Brandon Vera or Randy? Ageless Wonder just kept on trucking. What did he do after this? He beat Mark Coleman, and Coleman was like, I mean, that was like... Cook. Yeah, was, I mean... He was another Hall of Famer dude, but he was he was definitely more cooked than Couture was. And then he beat James Tony in like you know a squash match, and then he lost to Machida, and that was it. 
So this was like basically his like last, you know, like pretty legit win. Bruce Buffer with the official decision. Ladies and gentlemen, after three rounds, we're going to the judges' cards for a decision. All three judges scored this contest 29, 28. The grand winner by unanimous decision, Randy, the natural Was there a shock there? Yeah, he was. I mean, he got the knockdown. He definitely hurt Randy more, but he, you know, he lost the first and third. So that's how that's how that goes. Yeah. What do you think? I, I agree with the decision. I mean, I, I was on board then. I'm, I think I'm on board now. He I mean, he lands the big body shots, but he just doesn't get enough. He doesn't get enough of them. He lands a couple big ones around, and then other than that, he's mostly losing the exchanges and in the clinch. Um, you know, he got the mount and the takedown, but he didn't do anything with it. And then Katoris escaped um, before he could get back mount. So. Yeah. One time when you got kicked in the body and it looked like there was I'm on board. All right. Absolutely. All right, we've gone about two hours, so. Yeah, let's wrap this up. This was the last. I'm not lying to you. We should do this again. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, shoot, sit around and uh, enjoy a couple cocktails yeah. and watch some fights and shoot the breeze. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm in. Let us know what you guys, what you guys, if you catch up on this uh, later, uh, understandably, um, you know, let us know what your scorecards were and if you had any other thoughts about it or if you, you know, kind of where you were when, when uh, you watched this fight, if you watched this fight back in the day. Um, otherwise, like, give us a like, share, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Anything else, Drew? Oh, you stole my stick there. Uh, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your UFC there's no research. USC entertainment for the week. There you go. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we could do another one, but I feel like we've got a card here in a week or so. So Yeah, yeah we'll see what happens with the ongoing events. Yeah, maybe we'll watch something newer. Um, who knows? We'll, we'll, uh, we should put it out for vote. We can Take do that. suggestions online. Tweet us if you want to watch a fight card, main card. Whatever you want to watch, let us know. Um, this was fun, Josh. Um, I think next time we'll we'll try to make it a little more interactive. I don't know how we're going to do that, but you and I could. Maybe we can get some. I mean, we talked a little bit. We battled yeah. the idea of trying to get other people on with us too. Yeah, we could, man. That'd be fun. Um, I'm sure we got enough contacts in the Twitter Twitter verse, Twitter universe, whatever you want to call it, um, to get on board with us. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, you had a good time. Uh, this was a good getaway for me to kind of shut life off for a little bit and enjoy and hang out with my boy. Um, until next time. Absolutely. Peace. Peace.